G'day, welcome to another episode of Not So Secret Dad's Business. Uh, today I've got another guy here in the studio, my second studio guest, Richard Dunn. How are you, mate? Yeah, good, mate. Yeah, good for a Saturday. Bit, bit, bit wet, but uh, yeah, good. Yeah, well, it is a bit wet. Um, it's getting a bit heavier as well, isn't it? Yeah, we had a bit of localised flooding, but yeah, it's, it's sort of it was all right coming across. Happy with the rain. Always happy when it rains. Yep. So um, we've actually made contact through the Penrith District Dads Group. So yep. um, we've been talking a bit and about the local area and, and what you do. Um, tell, tell me more about yourself. What is, what is it that you do here in the community? Yeah, so pretty much um, if we talk about the community stuff, well, obviously I'm a, I'm a dad. I've got twins. My, my twins will be 17 this year, um, twin daughters. So I'm on the PNC at Glenmore Park High School, coming up in June for four years uh, with the Penrith SES, which yeah. is fun. Um, recommend it to anybody. So just you know, hit me up on Penrith District Dads if you want to know what it's all about. You get to play with big boats and, and stuff like that. And soon I'll be hanging from an RFS helicopter. Oh, which, wow. Yeah, you can't pay for that sort of adrenaline. So I'll be there. That'll be, that'll be good fun. So if you want to see me dunk, I'll be able to tell you the dates of that too. That's coming up in March. Um, and yeah, now I'm sort of, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty local. You could say that I'm, yeah, I've got part of my blood's like seventh generation off the first fleet. So, oh wow, yeah, Ropes Crossing is named after one of our ancestors. So part of us have been here for a long time, but yeah, I'm, um, I did the, what we call, what we call out here, the triangle. So I did like sort of an Oxley Park, St. Clair, Glenmore Park. That's the extent of my, you know, yep. I haven't sort of, I haven't sort of left Sydney cause I. Got plenty of family who've sort of left and stuff, and I sort of think to myself, sometimes I want to, but then I think, once I leave, I'd never come back. Yeah. And then as soon as you have the kids and they go to school, well, then you're sort of, you're stuck again. Yeah. But, you know, there's worse places to be stuck. I yeah, well, that sort of cements like your spot, is, doesn't it? Like, yeah. once you've got kids, you can't really just get up and, and move on like you used to when you were younger. Yeah, you got to think about the, you know, you got to think about the, the friendships and that. And I was lucky enough with my schooling to sort of go through... Yeah, you know, Oxley Park Public, and then go through Collard and High the whole way. So I think it was sort of that sort of stability helped me. Yep. And it sort of, um, you know, we had the opportunity to send the girls to. Yeah, you know, one of my daughters is 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 ducks from you know, year seven to ten, and a twin comes second to her, and um, we they were wanting to go to a selective school or a private school or this or that, but um, you know, friendship groups there, the teachers there are great, the principals great, so we just you know. We thought it was more important that she has friends than yep. m- maybe you know, you know she'll she'll still get to uni and she can get you know she can get that extra education when she goes to uni. Yeah, that's right. I mean, um, I'm I'm not a local so so to speak. I'm originally from Perth, but yep. I've been living here in Penrith now for a few years. Yeah, and I mean it's a it's a beautiful little spot to live in. Yeah. Um, and it's a real shame because Western Sydney has such a negative stigma to a lot of the surrounding suburbs yeah it's and one, yeah. it's really not that bad oh look it's one of those things but you know it's like um it's like a few of the words you get flying around and people sort of they take the they take the negative and turn it into a positive so if you're with somebody you say yeah mate like i said to you when i first met you you said no yeah so you you born and bred from penrith and i said no mate, mate you got to say it like you got no teeth i'm from the riff yeah. And you turn it around and, and, and use it as a positive, you yeah. know, because you know, when the kids are coming through, like I, um, you notice that sort of stigma because I went to, um, you know, being where I was, I, I went to Mount Druitt TAFE. Yep. So when I got a job in computers and I was in the city, 
you say Mount Druitt, and then I worked in a service station in Mount Druitt for a lot of years. Yep. And yeah, plenty of good people in Mount Druitt, plenty of shit people. Yep. But that's life. Everywhere's like that. I can, you know, I was in, I was in Darlinghurst this week. Plenty of good, plenty of bad. You know, it's just wherever you go, there's always, there's just, a, there's just sort of a, you know, technicolor of humans. Yes, that's so, right. So you know, and it's not, and and who are we to judge others by their lifestyle choices? You know what I mean. So, but you get, I think you get more of a fair go out here. People will sort of go, you know, you can probably vouch for that because yeah. it's sort of like we're not going there. You going. Your sand grower, maybe if you're from Victoria, would be a bit different. <laughs> maybe bloody you're preaching Mexicans. about Dan Andrews or something, but um, and locking us out. But you know, we just take it on, and we sort of, and that's you know, Brett. Um, Brett sort of put me onto the Penrith District Dads because um, I used to train with him as a group, and you know, he was sort of, you know, he's the sort of same. He's got the same ethos as me. It's sort of, you know, this political correctness has won a bit. You should be able to say it how it is sometimes because, yep. you know, some behaviour is just not on. No, that's right. And, um, but nowadays it's sort of you're told to, you know, don't be so volatile, don't be so random, all this sort of stuff. But, you know, you are what you are. You're a product of your upbringing and all that sort of stuff. And I'll be, you know, I'll be, I'll be 48 this year. So I'm, you know, I come from a different time. Yeah, we brought ourselves up in the seventies, you know, fire, firecrackers and no helmets and lawn darts and all that fun stuff. <laughs> all stuff, all that sort of stuff. Bungers. We just couldn't. I never did it, but blokes just couldn't stop making bungers and blowing stuff up. We had a bloke well, in man. our high school. He stole one of the train detonators and blew his um, fingers off. Bloody hell! Yeah, so that was that was pretty. I think that's the beauty of it now is that like. Um you know, I think more idiots live anyway because you don't have that. Everything's bubble wrapped. I mean, the the older generations. I mean, I guess the, the dumb ones just didn't make it, did they? Yeah, well, Darwinian. Um, I learned early on because I'm the son of a panel beater, so you always sort of follow your dad. So, um, so what happened with us was we, you know, school of hard knocks. I guess we were. Dad used to do um, write offs and all that growing up, and so we, me and my brother, forever having paint stripper in our eyes. Yep. For and un, un, under the tapper doing that sort of stuff. Um, my foray into trades was, and it's funny actually because my brother, me brother did a similar podcast with a mate, and then, well, not a podcast. He just did a a bit of a take, and absolutely threw me under the bus. And I was getting hammered all over the internet because what I did was when I was young, I've actually I was making a little spinning top. I've drilled, you can see, I drilled down there and back out. Oh, beautiful. So I had to put in a reverse to get it back out. So that's what my brother was saying was the best part of that. And then the other time, which was really, I was on a building site and I threw a big, big bit of, you know, like batting or something you know, out of a roof, had a hook, big hook nail on it, went through there and out there. Yeah, right. Yeah, so you couldn't do it if you tried. So and I had to get that twisted back out. So that was the end of my, that was in sixth grade, well, sixth grade and year seven. So I knew I wasn't tested. To be a tradie? Yep. I guess that's why I joined the SES, so I could... Because I need safety. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's a wonder I've got all my fingers and and toes and stuff. But, um, yeah, so and then... Yeah, but, yeah, and my dad was old school. He got brought up He got brought up with a bloke who... You know, my granddad, you know, went to World War Two and he come back and hit the bottle and, and sort of a bit rough, rough to my nan. But that's the other thing, too, is... Um, I got a lot of strong like women, so you've got like my nan and my dad's side. She was tough. She was in the um, she was in the army as a cook. Yep. Went up in the Atherton Tablelands, and then my other 
my other nan, she she went through all sorts of things. She was just, you know, married to an alcoholic and then they stayed together and, and it, it all worked out. But she was in a car accident. She was thrown up by a disabled kid at somewhere she worked and she was forever, you know, she grew up in um, Manly and ended up in Housing Commission in Layla Park. Yeah, right. So she was forever trying to get back to the north. But, um, yes, I'd say we've, um, I was lucky to have, what, three surviving grandparents up until the age of 39. So I think that sort of, and I could... That was really good for me, for my girls, mm-hmm. to pass on the, you know, I guess the continuity of my legacy of who I am. Yep. They could meet my nan and know who my nan was and have yep. a chat with her. And that was that was kind of cool because my, my wife has never had that. Yeah, right. You know, her, her grandparents died. So I think, um, yeah, it's really cool to have that sort of, you'd be surprised how much grandparents add to that. And yeah, in the family unit in general. And then I'm a big, I'm a massive believer in, being really um what's the word being really present if you're a man in your daughter's life Mm -hmm. because your daughter whether you know it they're watching all the time and they're learning all the time so if you treat your wife shit guess what daughter's gonna date a bloke who's gonna treat them shit yeah that's just the fact of it the fact of it you know and um yeah i I was lucky I, i i got a wife who you know i met when i was well, I met her when I was 11 and a half. Asked her out while well, she's studying for the HSC, so she was in a weak moment. I was a 17 and a half. And, you know, we've been together ever, ever since. But, you know, she's put up with my, you know, because I got diagnosed with, um, I got diagnosed with anxiety. So mine was called explosive anxiety, so I'd sort of like mm-hmm. arc up if, if things got hard and all that. But I was just lucky because my wife was that sort of strong woman and she really respected marriage that she'd stay around. Yep. And the main thing with my wife, as long as I'd tell her what I was going through and what was happening, though she couldn't understand, because unless you've got anxiety, you don't really get it. No, that's right. But she gave me time and she said, well, you know, 99.9% of you is this fantastic bloke, but this is 1% that just can fuck it all up. Yep. And so what would happen with me is if... You have that explosive thing. It's like a, it's like uh, you know everyone remembers the bad. They don't remember the good. That's right. Yeah. And so that always you just you'd, you'd stuff up relationships because of that. And then I had a turning point when I had the I had three funerals in three days, and then I went and job wasn't going well, and I went, oh, there's something wrong. I've got to get this sorted. So I went to the GP first. I got I got medicated. I spoke to a psych, and it was all subconscious stuff. It was pretty much. I got told as a as a young fellow, I yeah, I didn't think I came from a violent house, but apparently I did. Um, you know, and and a lot of that violence was you know from other other people at school because that's just what happened. Yeah. But you know, also my dad, like I used to get punched up by my dad, and never in the face or anything. But you know, sometimes I'd get like eight dead arms, and all because I'd have a fight with my brother, and yep. my brother threw the first punch, and it was just I didn't understand. And then then my dad hit. You know, my dad sort of, um, you know, he he didn't know how to, he didn't know how to react because he couldn't talk. He's a rock. Yes. Yeah. His dad wouldn't talk. So there was no talking. And it's funny because what I did to get over that was I tried to understand because ultimately my ultimate aim was not to do what my dad onto my girls. Mm-hmm. But not to then, the main thing for me was, and it was easy because I get on with me old man, is not to demonize him. I just went, well, Rich, put yourself in his shoes. You're one of seven. Dad's come from war. 
you, your dad's bashing your mum up in front of you and he's not talking he's yep. he's just he's just emotionally gone from the wall and so he's got all this anger and stuff so you don't know what to do no, and, right. and so he was you know like really him just not like full-on going ballistic and punching the shit out of me that was him showing control um so that he did better than his dad so then but he you know i was lucky because he gave me such a good upbringing that he allowed me to be a better man and in turn be a better daughter i uh, sorry be a better um be a better father to his granddaughters and my dad's just like full on there for my 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 kids they love him yeah because he's awesome. just such a generous man you know and it's sort of like but yeah and i've because i've told dad yeah, you went sick fully sick and you just punched me and shit and he goes i don't even remember man because he'd lose his shit he wouldn't remember yeah so um yeah so he doesn't even so he is me talking in this thing that's in my subconscious that i cannot get past i've tried my ass off and this anger's there and i don't know why it's there and then i'm talking to this lady and it all comes out and 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 dad goes yeah sorry for that mate but i didn't need sorry i just needed more of a just be kind that's yep. what i say you've got to be kind to some people you can't just always be Oh, yeah, you did this to me, therefore I'm this and all that. Mate, once you're 18, you're on your own. That's right. You get out, you you you, you choose what life's, you know, if life, if life gives you something, you choose what you're going to make out of it. So That's you can't, right. You can't be forever, you know, bitching and whining about it. And I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, you can't go blaming everybody else for, for your issues. I mean, yeah. you've got to essentially be accountable and just go, all right, well... I'm a bit but, fucked at the moment. Yeah. Now let's work out how to unfuck myself. What and do the, I need and, to do? And the thing about that is that comes with having an understanding wife because your wife and women in general, they're the ones who tell you, Rich, give me a lonely old man if you don't tone that down. And I go, yeah, but she's just she's just told me to get fucked or she said this or that. Because, you know, and she goes, and then she'll go, well, that's what you used to say to your parents. You know, what's the difference and that sort of stuff and you're trying to build this sort of level of respect and things like that but yeah just just i notice with my girls right i don't know if anyone else has noticed this but just me raising my voice scared them yep just speaking loudly because like i was saying this to someone yesterday actually it's kind of weird with with dudes like because we'll be on a soccer field or a rugby league field or in general two brothers whatever yep and we'll be we'll be ready ready to punch on and we'll be raising our voices and all that and we're not the trigger in us is not scared as such no the trigger in us is you're hyping me up for battle yeah and then i'm gonna throw one that's right whereas girls are just freaking out you see it all the time you see like blokes are just lining up and a couple of punches and you you know and it's done and the, and the women are going oh, 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 yeah. and they're just turning they're freaking their shit out which is probably making it worse anyway, but they just don't. So what, that was happening with my girls. They thought it thought, well, I'm gonna be physically harmed by the way this dude's yelling. Yep. So I just went, nah, nah, they shouldn't be putting up with that. That's that's abuse. Yeah, that's emotional abuse. So yeah. That's why I. That's why I listened to my wife. I listened to my kids, yep. and I went and got help. And I said, yep, shouldn't have said that. Shouldn't have done that. And it's not that hard to say sorry. No, it's not. It's I think not that's a big, a big, big thing as well as communication. Oh, like yeah. When you are when you are open and you're communicating, and like you said, they may not understand what you're trying to convey or what you're actually feeling or going through, but just putting it out on the table, 
putting your cards down and going, hey, look, this is what I'm dealing with. Um, you know, it helps you and work I think, through it. And I think too, you you know, you sort of like, you pay that back to the generation. Like I look at my old man, you know, he's 20 when he had me. Mm-hmm. We've grown up together and I go to myself, like my first kid came at 31. So yep. I, I went, I wouldn't have been that good a dad at 20, man. I was oh. still making heaps of mistakes, you know. Yeah. And it's... um. But I, I guess it's owning those mistakes and all that sort of stuff. And as well as, well as that, we're just lucky because that previous generation has allowed us to do what we're doing now. Yep. Like you and me, we were talking the other day and we were really like full on connecting and, and, and synergizing and that about our experiences. And it was the fucking same. We didn't go to the same fan, but we had the same similar things. Yeah. But then it was cool because we've got this thing called Pentatistic Dads. We've got this new way of thinking and we're going... We've got to change, man. There's too many people killing themselves. For yep. what? And me and you just opened up and talked. Yep. We didn't judge. We no. just talked. And you went, oh, fuck. Because most of the time you're sitting alone by yourself and you're thinking, oh, mate, he's got it all together and all that. And you go, mate, well, some days I'm fucked. Yeah, that's right. And some days, say, some days I'm an absolute cunt. It's kind yeah. of like the, the social media thing as well. It's like everybody only ever puts up the good shit that's going on in life. They never put up the bad shit. So you, you do. You sit there and you look at these people and go, oh, like you said, you, they've got all worked out. They've got the perfect life. They've got the, yep. you know, the, the, the brand new house. And, and here I am yep. sort of trying to unfuck myself. Yeah. And so one thing I have found through through uh, the, 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 the group and, and the podcast and everything is just talking to other dads you start to realise that, fuck, I'm not the only one feeling this. But as well as that, like, because I'm, you know, obviously a bit old school, like, you know, I watch television, yep, podcasts. I'm, you know, it was sort of like, um, I saw your post and you said, get onto this to do this podcast. And I, and the podcast player I got, I think, was a Google podcast. And yep. I'm all over Google, so I was going, because I had some other random, like I downloaded once and then I'd never... I guess because as well with with the old schoolers, we're all a bit loyal. Yeah. So I don't. So I just download one and I go no. And yours is heaps better. And but then I've got to subscribe and then find out where it is and all that. But then I was at work and I just went like I was real busy at work and I'm going no nah, no nah, man no nah, that was you know he sounded good, sounds good and all that. I saw your post and I went no nah, no nah, man he's pendulistic dads. I've got to help. I've got to look look at this. And then I listened to it, and I listened to the first one. You're talking to your mate, and then I jumped into Brett's, and I listened to that. And that's what you got to do at the moment is really um, have mindfulness, because at the moment we are just getting absolutely smashed. We can't just concentrate on one thing at a time. We're going to be doing five. That's right. And you're just getting smashed all the time, and you're just going, I, I, and, and you're not getting time to actually sit there. Imagine like chewing your food. Mm. You're not getting time to. You, you know, there might be all this stuff coming at you and you're going, I don't agree with that. Yep. But you can't just come out and say, I don't agree with that. You've got to think about it. But where's your time? Not just that. to stop and think, oh. So I did that and I was like, you know, and I'll go back and listen to the other ones and I guess congratulations to you that you're, what, 120? Uh, yeah, thanks. Yeah, I was looking at that today. Yeah, it was um up at 81 yesterday in the Apple Podcast Rankings. That's, and that's then it sweet. dropped 39 places to 120 today. So yeah, we, still in the top 200 so of parenting podcasts on Apple. Mate, let's let's put the riff on the put the riff on the um, yeah put the riff on the map. That's what we've got to do. Yeah. So, show, show everyone else how it's done. 
Yeah, but I mean, it's on a whole heap of... Di- it's, I think, on, on eight different platforms. It's nice, man. So it's like whatever whatever service you've got, you can just literally search. And what a, what and a gift to your kids too, you know what I mean? Like, just met a young fella this morning and he'll go, oh, look what my dad did. Yeah. You're not afraid. It's like, you know, it's sort of, I guess it leads into that, you know, that story I sent you about the... Yeah, because I don't know if anyone relates to this, but... Um, yeah, the P word. Yeah, so I got... Um, and I'll, you know, you, you can probably you share it on your on your on your screen or something at some stage but um what happens is i i've always loved to write but i i failed at english so i sort of you know always do on my own I always like to write things down and all that but anyway so i had this story in me and the story was and people should I, well i think everyone would relate to this when so yeah you know with your wife and all that she'll go through a period and you'll have to get her her pads or yep None of mine wear tampons. They're all the pad people, so might might be a Scottish thing or something. But so when it was for my wife, I wasn't that phased. You know what I mean? Because yep. I was, I was a young fellow with my mullet. You know, going out, people looking at me. I couldn't give give a rat. You know what I mean? I'm going home to have more sex or whatever I'm doing. You know, life was good. But then you have daughters, and then your daughters get their periods, and so you here you are, a middle aged man in the middle of Glenmore Park Woolies. In the aisle. <laughs> the aisle. You know, and you're pissing yourself going, dude, I won't be here. Yeah. And you're embarrassed because your dad taught you to be embarrassed and every other bloke thinks, <laughs> you know, we had a bloke at our school. He used to, this is why with your kids, tell your kids what, what pads mean and all that and tampons because this is what will happen. Yep. I won't say this bloke's name, but in my high school, he got told that tampons were for nosebleeds. Yeah, right. So he, well, they do help. They, they, I've found they are well, handy for a nosebleed. They nose are, bleed. but that's, I don't think that's on the directions. No, I don't think so. I don't think, yeah, it's a different area you're supposed to shove them, not up your nose, <laughs> um, if you know what I mean. But what happens is he'd be like, so he's in year seven, and he's going, yeah, yeah. And they go, do you know what they are? You know what they're for? And he goes, yeah, 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 for nosebleeds. And he stuck them up his nose. Do you think that that was in year seven? Do you think that that ever got forgotten? Oh, uh, of course not. No, he wouldn't talking, have left, lived it down. I'm still talking about it now. It's yeah. fantastic. You know what I mean? So, all these years, oh God, that must be oh, so many years later. So, what happens is you're there and you feel creepy because mm. what'll happen is you'll go in and you'll be looking around and then your wife says to you or the girls or whatever because and then they've made it harder because now there's one. Because I know them all. Like you got the wings, you got the not wings. Yep. You got the you got the night. You know because it's heavier at night and longer or whatever because you're sleeping. Then you've got the ones they bought these new ones out. That was even better, which were for girls. Okay. So now you got them for for girls, and then you've got all the different brands. So whether it be whatever it is, and then you've got all the different colours. Yes. I bet you I'm a visual person. Yep. Mate, I go into there. And I'm looking at all these colours, and it's like a rainbow. It is, isn't it? And I'm going, and they said, you got to get it with wings. And then you're like, I don't know. The wife's already a bit cranky because she's on her periods, right? Count that by three. Yep. So I've got three girls who are going, going. Because the beauty of that as well is they all sync up, and it's all at the same time. Mate, sinker, sinker, say. You, you know, you live with the sisters, so you know what it's like. You know what I'm saying? So you don't want to go back and get the wrong one. No. You know, you go, mate, what's this? This is not what I asked for. You know yep. what I mean? And don't, like that brand, don't get no name. 
just don't do it. It's no. not worth your trouble because you'll just have to go back because you bring it back and you go, this hasn't got wings. That's the wrong one. I don't like this or this and that. You just don't want to have that grief. And it doesn't help that the brand names as well are so similar. Like they've all got free in them. So you've got carefree or stay free or, and it's like, which one is it? And then like, what happens is, so you're in there and you've got to get the right one. So you're, you're overly looking at these things yep. and ogling them in the thing and you look like an absolute rock spider. You just look like an absolute creeper. And you're waiting yeah. for the camera to go on you or the police and then some young girls will turn up and laugh at you. Yep. And you're just going, oh, my God. And then you get a daughter like mine who's a chip off the old block. So, like, I think, you know, she's just a smart-ass, classic Australian smart-ass. And she goes, Dad, I dare you when someone looks at you or that or when you go to the counter to say they're for you. <laughs> what a bitch but anyway so, but I've taught her too well and then the other thing I'd recommend is you always go to the chocolate aisle after that oh yeah that's a, that's a winner definitely <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah pads and chocolate for sure and Cadbury's it's one one she's brand Cadbury's it can't be anything else for her yeah one thing I've found um, with that experience anyway is that it's it's like at first you feel awkward but if you really try and own it especially there are other people in the aisle make a joke out of it like i mean I've, i had a little while back had to pick up some supplies for for my partner and there was this old lady in the in the aisle as well and i'm on the phone i'm like hey look and like with the yeah. colors you know i'm like hey look what flavor do you want they've got cool mint grape and raspberry and she's like what this woman's looking at me what are you talking about so I, of course, get told what to get, and I grab yeah. it, and I'm, I'm out. And this old lady's still looking at me, obviously thinking that I think these things have different flavours, you know? Yeah, yeah. well, and then it's, um, and you go through those, you go through the different stages too, and like, you know, the alpha male in you says, come on, say something. Mm. And you think of, you think of, I already had a saying, already had a saying to go with it. And they go, mate, ah, you're, getting, you're getting your pads, are you, for your girlfriend or your this, some Aussie dickhead, right? And I had a, I already had something to say. I'd say, well, mate, no, I'm buying them for you because you're going to need them when I headbutt you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but yeah, but I don't know. It's just, um, but yeah, I was like you. I just I couldn't give a, yeah, it sits in my trolley. I couldn't give a shit. And it probably just pays me back for what I did to a young fella back in, um, because every karma's a bitch. It always yep. comes back to bite you. So I remember a young fella when they used to come buy their condoms at the Mount Druitt Quicks. Yep. It's like... Give him a little bit of a hard time. Yeah, hey. just go, hey, hey, ooh, who's the lucky... Oh, there she is. Wow. Mate, yep. I think you might need two packs tonight, brother. Yeah. That's, <laughs> a, that's some fine dining there. Go for it, you know. And then, and then they go... And then they're like... It was really funny because you can see they're just so... It was like that. It's yeah. like they're just so nervous, man. And it's just like, yeah, so I used to give them a bit of, give them a bit it's, of It's stick. funny how the universe comes back around and bites you in the bum, eh? Oh, yeah, it always does. It's just sort of, don't be, um, yeah, pride comes before a fall. But it, it's like your kids, too. It's like um, they invented a name for when they were all having they, a code. Yep. Because I, for a while there, I didn't really want to call it periods. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it was just freaking me out. And, that, and, and so they, my daughter invented this word and she called it her Patricia's. Okay. But that freaked me out even more because yep. my mum's middle name's Patricia. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah I understand I that. Went, yeah. I went there straight away and I didn't want to think it. My mum never had periods. I was immaculately conceived and that was the end of that. So, um, yeah, but it was, but now it was all good in the end, all good in the end, but it was, you know, part of the metrosexual man yeah. and the, 
that's what real dads do. You step up and your daughter's your daughter's needing something and you well, put up with it. Have you heard the latest thing that, that girls are doing, actually, is they're, they're naming their periods? So um, there's a comedian in the States, I don't know if you've heard of him, Bert Kreischer. Mm. Um, and he's he's got daughters. Yeah. And um, his daughter got her period at school and decided to call it Jason from Friday the 13th. You're kidding. You know, and they had a period party as well. She's like, hey, Dad, I need you to go to the shop. Uh, we need, you know, we're having a period party. He's like, what the Mate, hell is a period I, He's party? already got the soundtrack. So, yeah, he's gone out oh. and bought, you know, like grape juice and a red velvet cake and... And, and all this sort of... And then they also invite... These girls invited a couple of boys. And they you know, got red velvet cake all over their face. And they're asking, who's Jason? And old mate's in the corner wetting himself laughing because <laughs> these boys don't realise they're at a period party, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, that that's funny you say that because that sounds like a South Park episode. Do you remember that South Park episode? And um, I remember because Cartman... Because the girls go, I get my periods. Oh, And then yes. Cartman goes, I want my periods. He <laughs> goes, dude, you don't. They're all going, dude, you don't want your periods. He goes, no. Yeah. You're listening to my thata. I want my periods. <laughs> and then he got them and he goes, I don't want them. No. <laughs> I don't want them. <laughs> you know, it's, I'm glad I was born a boy. It's all good. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, but yeah, like, yeah, but it's, um, yeah, that's, nah, I'm glad I'll probably miss that because that'll be just a, that would be just another thing, like you know, the you know, all the all the different things they get you for with the parties now, with yeah. the extra money and sort of sort of stuff like that. So, oh, that's right. Oh, oh, that's no, right. that's just yeah. I'm just thinking of red jelly. I ain't eating that. <laughs> I ain't eating that for a month now. Uh, no tomato sauce <laughs> on the chips now. <laughs> but no, it is important. I think, yeah, you know, a real man nurtures and loves a woman yep so and that's part if, of so it. if you're bringing up boys and your boys see you you know they see a girl and she's got light colored shorts on and she's leaked or something like that yeah maybe don't tell her because she'll freak out but tell a friend yeah yeah that's right don't be a douche yep you know what i mean she'd probably do the same for you if something happened to you so just you know and then it just goes back to that kindness principle mate just be kind you know yeah we've all got a sister we've all got a mum we've all got a daughter you know well, some of us have got daughters and some have got sons, but, you know, you got to look out for each other, you know what I mean? And I think it's good that, you know, as men as, as well, we really do need to have a bit more of an education because, let's face it, men are from Mars, women are from Venus, as the old saying yep. goes. And, um, I mean, I still don't understand women at all. I don't think I ever will. Yeah, I'm um, with you. Yeah, no, it's sort of, I actually had a rule for that for my wife. I called it the Etch-A-Sketch. Yeah. So what happens is because women have got rules. Like, and I don't know about you, but I don't like rules. No, no. And if I. there are rules, I like to break them. Classic Australian, you know, um, ex-convict blood. Yep. You just like that, man. You just yeah. got that. You just got rules that, are made to be broken. You got that eureka about you. But anyway, so um, what I'd say is, you know, because you know, when you first when you first caught your woman, you, you know, you're doing everything. You're everything. You're trying to sell yourself hard, right? And say all the rules, you listen to them. So I'd say she'd write that on an Etch-A-Sketch and all the rules, I'd study them all and all that sort of stuff. And you go, mate, playing this couple of years, I'm going fantastic. And then all of a sudden, she just comes to the Etch-A-Sketch and just clears it and she changes the rules. Give it a good shake, right? Yeah, these changes new rules. the rules. There's all these new rules, but you haven't read them yet. No. You don't know them. And you're going, I did that yesterday and it worked. Today it's not working. What have I just done? Yeah. And 
Yeah, but it's pretty. It, look, it's pretty simple. You know, do do the vacuuming. Yep. Help out. Like, see with me with Valentine's Day. I'm lucky. My wife's low maintenance. I don't need to buy no flowers. Well, I'm, I'm the same. Like She's just like, mate, if you can cook dinner or you can look after that new puppy who's weeing everywhere and and just help me out a bit and do some washing. Yep. Mate. Yeah, my missus is the same as well. Her opinion is we don't need a special day to tell each other we love it. Love, love be, it. Yeah, love it. Sh- like, yeah, it should be every day. We do and it every day and, you de- and you, like you said be, as well, you don't do it on social media. Or, you, you can do that occasionally but not all the time no one wants to if you do it all the time it lessens it but it is part of the world we live in now the construct social social media and what i think too when you post on social media well you're giving a legacy to your kids that they haven't had before like Mm -hmm. it used to be you know a speech at a wedding or a christmas card or this or that but you're gonna have this full digital footprint Mm. and yeah some people i'm glad there was no social media when i was in high school because some of that just, yeah. I've got the recordings when we did drama and it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> My voice was a lot higher and and you just do dumb things. Yep. Um, yeah, but um, yeah, so yeah, but I guess it's sort of probably now that I think about that retrospectively, it probably makes you feel a bit more honest because you've got to say, oh, am I proud of what I did and yeah. what I've posted and what I've said? That's right. And it's kind of, you know, it's like you look at something you did 10 years ago and you go, oh, man. Oh, I, I do so it. I do it all the time weird. on Facebook. I'll have the memories pop up six years ago. I'm like, what the fuck was I thinking? <laughs> Delete. <laughs> that one's gone now. <laughs> you know, just, but it's not. It's a digital world. It's there forever. No, that's right. So, and then I, yeah, because I did that the other day and my daughter, it came up with a post from her and she sort of got... Um, she got injured in basketball and can't play anymore. And then she got diagnosed with a hearing deficit and she can't drive. And um, which is, you know, when you're seven, we're getting to 17, everyone wants to drive. And mm. then she chose the subjects at schools and she didn't get the one she wanted. And, you know, she just keeps on going. She's yep. just like, she just, she's, she's just tough, you know. And so I had that and I went, no, nah, I'm going to post her a little because she was, you know, feeling a bit down yeah and then so i posted her this really nice post and i copied in my wife um and then copied in my daughter another twin and my twin rings me up and i'm like what do you want because usually the only time she rings me at work is because she i gotta go to the shop and get her something yep and she just starts going this is the one that's a chip off the old block the smart ass she goes i can't believe you post for one but you don't post for the other don't you know that i'm a twin now i'm gonna need psychological help for this this is ridiculous <laughs> you're a joke you're failing as a father and then i went you for real and she goes nah just trying to get a rise out of you mate <laughs> and then i said well i did say p.s it refers to you too caitlin and she goes yeah i did see that <laughs> yeah. well done see you later loser but you know, this is this is the chick that says to me, "She's funny, man." Because that, be careful what you teach your kids. Because I always used to teach my kids, because um, your mouth will get you out of a lot of problems, especially when at school when you get bullied and stuff like that. You got to be the quickest in the West. You got to. Yep. They give you something, you got to give it back. So I taught my daughter that. But now it, now sometimes I need a moment because you know she says to me sometimes I come through, the shirt off, the guts a bit big, and she'll go, "It's not even humanoid." What am I looking at? It's some sort of alien. And then they post this awesome post going around with a gorilla that walks standing up. That is legit how 
my I walk. Yeah, right. <laughs> it looks exactly the bloody same. So I'm obviously got some Neanderthal in there, and she just says stuff like that. She just goes, mate. What a blessing, right? And then she Get looks roasted at, by your own kids. Well, she looks at the gut, gut and she goes, when's it due, bro? Surely 24 months for a pregnancy. That's a long time, mate. Elephants don't even take that long. What's going on? But yeah, but I just like, sometimes I just have to high-five her because I just go, that, that's... That's gold. Good that's outside you. the box there, darling. Yeah. I like it. You know, and that's that's classic Aussie culture. That's what I love about Aussie culture. It's Because um, me and my dad, that's what we do. Yeah, well, it's, it's banter. That's all it is. Yeah, we just go, hey, you going, dickhead? Yeah, I'm all right. How you going, boy? Yeah. And it's just kind of funny how we, you know... We, yeah, we no, I do like, like that. that about being Australian. It's a, black, it's a bit black too because I got I probably went a bit too far, but my dad's got this sort of issue where he thinks that because his granddad died at sixty nine. Yep. His dad died at sixty nine. He's just going to die at sixty nine. And my wife unfortunately just ran up the ass of my car, and now insurance has wrote it off. Just the other day, I said, "Dad, I'm going to maybe need to borrow your car for a bit just when I get this new one." And anyway, um, and Dad goes, "Mate." I said, I said, I said, unless you want to give it to me, he says, mate, you know that car's yours. It's always coming to you. He says that, like when I when I die, you know. I don't know if anyone else's dad say that. And I said, oh yeah, good. So I should get it this year because you're 69 this year. <laughs> but that's just black humour, you yeah. know what I mean? Because I know that that's riding his mind. Yeah. So in a way, me talking about it with my dad, who's not a talker, I'm hopefully trying to help his mental health. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that's Cause, right. Because you know we're all. Who wants to die? Like, especially if there's good stuff to still see, you know what that's I mean? Right, that's and, right. And, um, you know, so that's why you're kind of, yeah, you're kind of blessed to have that, you know, you're blessed to have every day with your kids and be a dad. And a lot of people don't get to be dads. No, no. Well, I mean, I think too even early. Aussies, like, we're pretty lucky when it comes to our humour as well because um, I'm pretty sure I'm the last generation to sort of have grown up with that dark humour on TV before this bullshit PC culture came yeah, in. Yeah, Paul, well, um, would you be Paul Hogan? and Yeah, Leo, Paul Hogan, Fast Forward and Full Frontal, yep. and, and then, of course, all the British humour as Rod, well Rod, with Blackadder Rod, and... Rodney Roode. Rodney, oh, I love Rodney. Kevin Bloody Wilson. Rodney and Kev, like, the Billy, legends. Billy, Billy Connolly. There's actually, if you're into the Scottish stuff, there's a thing called Still Game. Okay. If, you can, if you can actually understand the accents, pretty good. Oh yeah, yeah. It's pretty good. It's actually really funny. But yeah, it's sort of it's a very irreverent type humor, and I'm I'm down with it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's sort of um, yeah. It shouldn't be a shouldn't be a big issue. I think that there's a new word out now, which is we've got to keep up with. It's called esche. Oh uh, yeah, I've, yeah. I've I've got a bag, and and my my sister goes, oh look at you esche. No, I'm like, got, you haven't what? got a mullet. That's, I, I worked it out because then what happens is because it's uh, the young and cool so my daughters you know because I try to embarrass them at every stage I can yep. but it's kind of like their lingo so it's kind of like a generation gap they yep. won't let me in on it yeah, right. like, what the hell's an SJ oh, us to know you to find out sort of thing but I spoke to my sister yesterday because what's happened with my nephew he's down the south coast and he's he's got this faux mullet it's not a real mullet because yep. it's not coming out it's not like long I said, mate, every man's got to have their mullet in their day. You know, let them have a mullet. And she goes, no, you can't do that. We're down the south coast. It's just you'll be an esche. Yeah. And I go, what does that mean? And she goes, all right, so you've got to have a cap on. You've got to have the mullet. You've got to have the handbag. Yeah. You've got to have the Nikes. You've got to have the tracksuit. That's an esche. Yeah. So, so I guess we were all, in my day, we were all esches. Yeah. But then we had variants of esche. So I would have been a hard rock esche. 
because I was Van Halen, Guns N' Roses, yep, yep. Def Leppard, the Aerosmith and stuff. So, and then you had your, you had your. Well, they weren't Eshes because they didn't have the longer hair, but you had we had dudes in ours listening to Bobby Brown and all that. Used to wear, used to wear CDs. No way. Round there, used to come to school with the CDs round the, round their neck, and they were like your funk. They were yeah, probably, right. You like your funk Eshes. So you still had the same, all based on American culture. I'm starting culture. to feel old, man. I mean, mm. my, my boy's going to be 17. I'm not going to know what the hell's going on. Put me into a home. <laughs> Mate, you're better than, you're better than, you're better than your old man because you've got a computer. So at least you can study. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, that's right. I mean, it's, it's funny, actually. I was talking to the missus just last night about this and I said, um, you know, um, like I'm teaching Eli how to use the remote control, how to, you know, use technology. Because he's only four. Was that the man's job in your house? Because it is in mine, just like the bins. Yeah, yep, there's yep. like there's full on e- e- equality. Yeah. Except for the remote and the bins. Yep. So I'm teaching. <laughs> That's right. And I, I do the cook, do a lot of the cooking as and well. And mowing so the lawns. Mowing the lawns, yeah. Oh yeah, and that's the beauty of that as well. Is that like the, the two sets of rules is great. Like when we first moved in together, um, you know, we worked it out. Like okay. Honey, you take care of the household chores. I'll take care of the yards. You got inside, I got outside, we're good. But then, you know, I'll, not that I don't mind helping, but, you know, I'll help fold the laundry or I'll, or I'll do some dishes or, or I'll cook dinner or whatever yeah. like I normally do. And that's expected. Yep. But if I ask her to help me in the yard, no, no, no. The yard's your job, remember? Oh, mate. Oh, oh right, mate, sorry. Mate, ask your long-time partner or... Or wife to pick up dog shit. Good luck. <laughs> in fact, no. That, that in the dictionary is a man's job. Again, I'm really lucky. She'll do that for me because nah. I've got a weak stomach. The moment I smell it, I start oh, heaving. Oh, look, she so. would if, but she's got the weak stomach, so it's my job. Yeah. But it's but in saying that, it's pretty much, I'm cool with that. Yeah. I'm not whinging about that because you just do your deal and your deal is your deal. That's it. But you shouldn't just say, I, I don't really believe in that. I'll do all the outside because the outside's easy compared to the inside. Like oh. doing all the dishes and the cooking and the cleaning and yep. the floors and the vacuuming. There's just a lot more. There's a lot there, yeah. There's just a lot more work, you know? Yeah. It's just sort of. But again, like today, my missus is at work, you know? She works um five days a week, one week, and then every second week is six days a week. Oh, yeah. So, you know, she's at work today. I've got that, a pile of dishes to do. That's hard. That's hardcore. Like after this, I've got. Yeah, like my wife, because she knows me, she said, all right, don't go around gallivanting, straight home and, you know, because she, she's of a generation where she freaks out if yep. there's dishes in her sink when she's away and, and someone might drop in. Yep. You know, the bedroom can look shit, but as long as the main areas are looking good, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's right. I mean, yeah. we've got my mother coming up from Canberra today for a visit. And so my missus is like, please make sure the dishes are done. Oh, the toilet has to be and clean. Like, look, Everything has to be done. Mum doesn't care about the dishes. If anything, mum will do them. Yeah, but your wife does, so you just got to Yeah, do and it. that's right. She goes, no, you can't let your mother do them. And yeah, because like, it's like they write letters to some sort of dirty bitch association or something and they get a card sent to them like a fine. <laughs> no, well, I mean, I'm, my mum's pretty good. It's not, not a case that... I know some mums are like, oh, yeah, it's filthy. It's got to be clean. Whereas my mum, she's like, you guys work yeah, but it, two full-time but jobs. Fu- and- but it's funny when they say that with some of the older mums. You go, um, did you work? Yeah, you should have had a clean house. Yeah. <laughs> you weren't working 40 hours a week, were you? Yeah, you that's know? right. You know, so, and I mean, we've, we both work full-time. And we've oh, that's got no, the, no the young fella. You, that the kids use, boomer. 
Boomer, yeah, I they love call, that one. They call the teachers Boomer. Yeah, okay, Boomer. Yeah. Whatever, Boomer. <laughs> yeah, well, my old man's a Boomer, so yes, yeah. Yeah, it's funny how they get, but they come up with that word, and I'm going, that's so right, eh? Well, see, like, I'm a, I'm, I think I land in, like, to the millennial generation. Yeah, I'm a Gen, I'm a Gen X, but see, we're just busting the busting the stereotypes now, because he's... He's a Gen X and a millennial just relating hard. Yeah. We're not like, it's not like we're, you've brought up, and we're brought up on different sides of the continent. No, that's right. And I mean, but then you, you look at like the Gen Zs now, you look online and stuff, and the Gen Zs are picking on millennials, you know, and they're, they're, they're saying uh, mum jeans are the new skin, or skinny jeans are the new mum jeans or something. And then I saw something that there was a reply to that saying, well, then shouldn't skinny jeans be the new mum jeans, considering. Millennials are the ones still wearing skinny jeans. But see, isn't it funny how that works? Because um, with the generation thing, then there's exceptions in those generations. Because like my father-in-law, mate, his wife was working two jobs and she was doing the afternoon shift. So he, and that was back in the 70s. So mm. he come out from Scotland, hard as, hard hard as, as fuck nails, that yeah. bloke. And anyway, he'd be, he'd have to do the washing He'd do the cleaning, he'd do all that, and the cooking and all that, because he said, mate, we wanted to go out on Saturday. I didn't want her coming back tired from work and having to do all that, and then she ran a beauty therapist business, and yep. he was cleaning carpets, and he, but he was very different to any, and he got, he got razzed hard. Yeah, and he, he said, have. And he just said, no, nah, it's just fairness. Because back then, yeah, it would have oh, look at you, you pussy no, webs, Auss- there's a were, thumbprint on your forehead, Auss- mate. Aussies were real, like, Aussies, that was a big, I can remember... Even myself, I was hanging stuff, clothes on the line, and my neighbours going, ah, oh, you, you pussy whipped, are you? And I'm just like, you know, part of me failed a bit, and I ran back inside like, you, you can't believe these dudes are razzing me. Yeah. And then I got, I grew some balls, and then um, and then I just went out, and they said it again, and I just said, ah, oh, well, unlike you guys, why your wife's out getting tired putting on the um, clothes and all that. I've already done that, so I'm in there having sex. Yeah, that's it. So She's got the energy. Bro. She, <laughs> she doesn't so, have a headache so, like your wife. So, so there's the positive, bro. <laughs> you know. That's right. And I mean, like like you as well, and, um, I do the same as um, always, if there's something going to be going on, oh, let me check with, with my partner first. Um when I was younger especially, were, oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm not too... And I'm it's not, like, no, it's not about yeah, getting I'm not, permission. I'm not too good with that because sometimes when I'd sort of... I found it a real hard transition because being when I've had my first kid, 31, it was really hard to transition from being... Like when I was with when I was with my missus and we were together and stuff, yeah, we were together a lot but not all the time. Yep. And we had separate careers and all that sort of stuff. So I had to really... Like, I just couldn't go out and if I was with my mates yeah. and I'd get home at three in the morning because I had kids yeah. and I had to get up in the morning and then it wasn't just about me. Just like today, I can't just go, oh, mate, I'm going to go to the city because my girls will go, where are you, Dad? Yeah. My wife will go, where are you, Dad? I got that call out for SES. I've yep. got to factor them into that because they're going, Dad, I need you to do this. I need you to do that. Great, you're helping the community, but what about helping us? Yep. And it is a real... It's, Bal- a, it's a balancing act. Yep. But you know, in in saying that, I just um, you know, I just got to the stage where it's kind of funny, isn't it? Because my wife loves that I do it, but at the same time, she hates that I do it too. Yeah. Because it means she'll have to do more when I'm not there. Yep. Yep. But you know, hopefully, she sees it for what it is, and it's showing a good role model to the girls. But um, yeah. But sometimes you just got to say, nah, they need me. I got to be there. I got to put them, put them first. Yep. And then uh, and go go like that. 
but yeah, it doesn't often happen in reverse. They just organise stuff and don't tell you. But you get you get bored for organising stuff. But I guess because the stuff you organise, once you get out of that cage, you could be gone for days. Oh yeah, if, I could do it easily. If you get a card and you're going up the mountains, two days you're you're out. Yep. <laughs> you won't come back early. Yeah. But just let, like letting the missus know, it's not so much a permission thing. It's just sort of being on the same page. And I look, I'm popping out Mate, for we've half got a, hour. We've got a kid to handle. It's just respect because then yeah. she might want to do something or she might be planning to do something nice for you. She want to go to dinner or want to cook your dinner. What are yep. you doing, mate? You know, it's not a... It's just like when you're a young fella and you, you sort of... Your mum wants to know where you're at and what you're doing so you know you're safe. And she doesn't really want you home. She couldn't give a shit. But yeah. she just wants to know you're safe. Yeah, that's it. And you know what they say, you always end up marrying a woman just like your mother, so it makes sense. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, let's not go into that one, eh? <laughs> I've got mummy issue. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get on really well with my mum, but um, yeah, it was sort of, I'm the eldest of four, and so when mum and dad got divorced, it was a pretty heinous, shitty time, yeah. so we've had to work really hard to get back, and yeah, I only got one mum, so I love me mum. Um, but we had some hard work ahead of us. But yep. um, she was a young mum, so she sort of, she she was tough. But you know, our child was was you know fantastic. It's just any time people get divorced, it's just harsh, man. Tell it's, me about it. It's that. just harsh, and you got to. I've had cousins and relatives, and the the kids didn't choose to have a divorce, so just always put the kids first. And I got one cousin who has done that, and it's really hard. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's really hard when the girls, you know, often the woman with the blokes demonising the bloke. I don't understand how you can be with someone for, you know, 24, 25 years and then the next day they're the biggest arsehole ever to, you know, and then you have kids with them. Mate, there's no more loving act than, than making and having kids and bringing them up together and doing the hard yards and then all of a sudden you hate that person. I just don't. Yeah, I don't get it. And unfortunately, you throw all those words out. If you say the dad's shit and you're a boy, you're saying the boy's shit. Mm. If you say the you know whatever you say i'm telling you because the kids the kids think they're going to be just like their old man you just set them up for all these problems in the future yeah i think like that's where i was lucky as a kid um my parents divorced when i was 13 or 14 yeah and um i'm the oldest of five yep so once dad was out of the house i felt probably a bit like you would have i felt like okay i'm the man of the house and that's my responsibility to look after my mum my sisters and my younger brothers. I was lucky I was out of the house. So, okay. So, um, you know, I sort of had that. But mum wasn't... Mum never said a bad word about dad yeah. around us. Yeah. You know, she didn't like him, but she yeah. never dogged him down. Yeah, yeah. But my old man, on the other hand, he was always happy to talk shit. Yeah. And it sort of went, well, hell, man, this is my mum you're talking about. Yeah. Like... What if I was to say shit about your mum? It comes you know, to a you, stage. You deck me. It comes to a stage where you say, "Bro, I don't want to hear it." Yeah, it didn't work. But at fourteen, I didn't have the balls to say well, it you either. Can't. You can't. Yeah, and you can't. And it all it, mate. If he's prepared to say that, it's just going to end up in in bull, bullshit, like talking and yelling anyway. Yeah, he's not. He's not going to go. He, he's not going to say, "Oh yes, I really understand where you're coming from." That is your mother. You are. You know, half the yeah. DNA, therefore I can see this is really hurting you because he wouldn't have said it in the first place because he should already bloody know that. That's right. He shouldn't have said that. Yeah. And my dad never, my dad never rubbished. And, you know, to my mum's credit, in, in the first little bit, she started a little bit like that, but then she more came around and she's always wishing best for him and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And, yeah, 
I just say it'd just be better if when you get divorced, just do the book. Even if the book's not true or you don't think it's true, just say, I'm 50%, you're 50%. It happened. Shit happens. But the most important thing is these kids being well adjusted. Yep. And and doing it. But that is bloody easier said than done. Oh, when yeah. you've got, you know, when you've got some creep who's just moved in and you're paying for his Xbox or his PlayStation or his internet, he's giving you, he's, he's shooting your daggers, he's, you know, especially if you had a daughter, like if a bloke was looking after my daughters, I'd be pissed. Yeah. But I know with my wife, if we were to split up when they were younger or whatever, she probably wouldn't have moved another dude in because she just, you know. Yeah, look, I mean, I've, I've been divorced myself as well. Yep. So I've been on both ends of, of the divorce, yeah. as both the child and, and the divorcee. Yep. And um, I didn't have any children with her, but still she had the boyfriend move in, I think a month or two after I'd moved out, and I was still paying the mortgage on the house. So, that was, so it rubbed yeah. me the wrong way. The I, fact call, that, I call that a frogger divorce. Yeah. You know frogger? Yeah, yeah, they've yeah. Al- they've already got the log to jump on before they... That's right. And that's, that's that in mind, I find that unethical. Oh, we were. I was out of the house three days before they were sleeping together. You know? I like he un- was already waiting in the wings. But I find that unethical. So. I find that unethical. And then, come on, man, like be a dude. Oh, like, we well, see. The problem was say- as well. He didn't understand because he was a seventeen-year-old boy. You yeah. know, and so there's another grey area. She was twenty-seven. He was seventeen. So he. He was a boy. He didn't know shit. Oh my he was. God. He went into hiding because he thought a grown man was going to come after him and beat his ass into the ground. You were probably you. But sounds like to me you were probably happy to get out of there. Um, I was gutted at first. You were gutted. Like, once bro- I left, so you broke it. How long did it take you to a new life over here? How long did it take you to recover from that? Because how long were you with her for? Oh, we were together nine and a half years, all up. Yeah, married yeah. 18 months together, total yeah. nine and a half. Oh, so you got married and then it happened. And then it happened. So oh, we were married 18 months before the wheels dropped off. I mean, the get... marriage, I think, was more of a Band-Aid marriage. Yeah. Um, but because uh, there were issues already. But it took me five or six years to really get over it. To and the divorce it and... itself was really drawn out. Well, it would have been hard to but... build. I think the, the worst thing about that is when the trust is broken like that. Well, how are you going to trust another? Oh, for and a long then, time, I was bitter gonna... and angry and hated women, you know? I was and, like... Yeah, and then the the end of the day, you know, because of all, it doesn't matter what divorce, it's all together and all that, we've all, we've all got we all got demons in our closet. Yep. But I think the key is, is to let the other partner or the new partner or whatever it is, is to say, well, you've got that card. If you've done something wrong, you've got that card. I don't want you to hold it over me all the time because I just feel depressed. Yeah. But I'm going to give you a bit more leeway if you feel that way to, yeah. you know, to to be a bit... Yeah. And let's face it, it probably comes down to, like, the trust is broken and they feel a bit... Um, there's a word I'm looking for, but they, they just feel a bit insecure. Mm-hmm. And women are very insecure people. Yeah. But so are men. Like, yeah. You know, women sort of make out like men can just dip their whip... Anyway, but not all men are the same. No, that's right. Some some men um some men are just like women, and they make that. Especially if you get married, mm. like not everyone has to get married now. So if you actually went ahead and got married, that's a big commitment. And then for that then to fall apart, you'd just be like, because once you get married, you make a plan for life. Yeah, I'm going to have kids. I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that. And then if you are a product of divorce and a problem of divorce, and then your dad's a shithead, well, you just think, oh, it's me. Yeah, it's all me. I can bash myself up and what do you do? 
rather than rather than go and talk to a psych or talk to a GP, you look for other ways to. You end up internalizing. You drink. You do drugs. You, you do what you, 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 you fuck yourself up. You fuck yourself up, and and that's what happens. And and it's plenty of and court and and because, you know, you probably don't have that mate who doesn't let you go that far. You don't have that friend, or you don't have that parenting, or mm. you know. I'm lucky. I've got a dad who loves me and a mum who loves me. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. You know, even if we'd fight and all this, I'll still pick up the phone. And if I'm, in, if I'm hurting or if I'm in danger mm. or if I end up in hospital, I know they're there. Yeah. That's comforting. Yeah. Not everyone's got that. And you've got to, especially in this pandemic, that's when um, they did that Penrith District Dad stuff and all that. What you got to understand is not everyone's boat's the same. Some people have got a big boat with a lot of people in it. Some people have got a boogie board. Yeah. Some people don't even have a boat. Don't even have a life jacket. So you you, you start standing on their head, mate. They start drowning. Yeah. And you can't just be judging people without knowing them. you got to give everyone a fair, well, as they say, an old saying, a fair suck of the sav, you know? Fair enough. If they're a fucktard, they're a fucktard. But yeah. you've got to give them the opportunity to prove that. And if they do, you go, mate. Yeah. You and that's, yeah. that's what I yeah. like about that group as well, is that Brett's made it really firm that it's just a no dickhead policy, well, you that's know. What he said, and no dickhead. And this, and this, mate, there's, there's this age, like from young fellas up to older fellas. Yep. And it's like, man, I'm not telling you what to do, but, mate, this is what happened to me and it didn't work out, eh? Or it did work out. Yeah. And then, hopefully, and, you know, there's a lot of, lot of poor kids, you know, build up in single single family homes now and they don't have a dad yeah so their male role models are and that's where you know i know with me i was lucky i had some good um yeah my dad was awesome but it takes a village to you know raise people i had good um good primary school teachers good Mm -hmm. high school teachers yep and sport for me soccer yep soccer kept me out of trouble where all my mates were going into drugs and doing this and doing that soccer kept me going i also had i went to another thing which was a um which was a youth group. Um, that was because I got, that was a, yeah, you, don't worry, I don't look like the born again kind. I, no, no, I, I did youth group myself. Yeah. So what happened was I went there to meet girls, but guys don't go to youth groups to meet girls because apparently in the Bible it says you can't have sex before marriage. And that's the only reason I went there were to meet girls to have sex. And it didn't happen. So just, yeah, real for, don't go there. Yeah, youth group girls uh, are exactly that, youth group girls. They're good Christian girls. Yeah, yeah, so. Most of them. Until they're not, obviously, but um, yeah, no, I, I want to say something, but that'll just out all the girls that I was, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> there's a certain, there's a certain girls, girls school religion, I won't say. Yeah. If people want to come up and have a view of me later, I always found at 15. That's what I found when you, I was younger you have too. A cra- you have a crack at those ones and they're like, because you, you have a crack at the ones you're going to, like, mate, I'd be trying to get, I'd be trying to get some chicks at, um, Coll- at Colliden. I had nothing. You want to go for a ride on my BMX and this guy turns up and he's XB. Yep. But um, actually, I'll tell you, this is this is quite a good story. This this is this is where I'm going to embarrass myself, embarrass my family and embarrass my name, but I'm, I'm happy to do it because there'll be some young blokes out there who will go, yep. All right, let's strap I can, in. I can feel it. So anyway, so I'm there. I'm back in, back in one of my houses and next door, the guy's in the pool, right? And he's a bit older than me and he's got three chicks in the pool and he comes and knocks on the door and I go, here you go, man. He goes, Rich, you've got to come over here, man. I want to, I want to bone that one, but you've got to sort the other two out. And I was all of 15. 
Yep. So I had nothing. I just, mate, I just stopped playing with Star Wars figurines and Matchbox cars and yeah. marbles. I absolutely, I didn't know what a woman was. Yeah. You know, so I've got these two chicks and they're actually they're good to go. And um, he's taking the other one and giving me the wink and how you doing? Anyway, so I'm there. They're all over me. I'm all over them. I'm having the time of my life. You're like, when do you get four boobs in your face? It's yeah. fantastic. I'm touching everything and I'm going, how good's this? Mate, I've shot me load. I'm, I'm done. And then um, they've said, oh, well, we're going a bit further. It's time to seal the deal. And I just went next door and said, I just said, oh, well, I'll have to go next door and get condoms. I'm not joking. Those women were yelling my name for two hours. And my mum kept on coming to her room and said, Rich, why do those girls know your name? And they go, Richie, Dick, come back. You haven't finished. <laughs> and I couldn't. That's when I. That's when I knew I wasn't built for threesomes. I just got yeah. too excited and I was done. I was just happy to touch some boobs, to be honest with you. Well, that's right. I was fifteen, and, and you know, but this it was so embarrassing. And my mum's coming and go, "What are they call?" And they just go and come. But yeah, I mean, even at fifteen, you don't know what the hell you're doing. What I went to school with those girls too, so I've just sort of I don't know. I don't think they recognised me with my shirt on, so it was all good. <laughs> but no, I was gonna. Yeah, that way that was. I was lucky there, man. I reckon I would have ended up with all sorts of STDs if I went there. We Fine. were in a chlorine pool, so I would have given a red hot go. But, yeah, um, yeah, but um, yeah, but no, it was just that was fucking funny. But that's sort of that's a real story of how it went down, as opposed to yeah, a bullshit story. That's right. Most blokes are full of shit. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Usually, the bigger the story, the bigger the liars. Yeah, yeah. So, and that one because I'm putting myself down. You know, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Rich. Well, on that note, mate, um, thanks for coming in today. It was no, really awesome it, having man. a chat with you. Um, I'd love to have another chat with you again mate, sometime. I know I've so. already got, no, I'll be, um, my plan will be to get some other people on your show. I've got I've got one in particular who's a, done a few flood rescues in SES and he's been a teacher for about 18 years. Yeah, awesome. So I'm going to get him on, on board. Yep, yeah, for sure. Uh, but thanks for coming in the studio today. It's no, great. It's You're the second person to be up here with me. So, uh, mate, yeah, I'm mate, pumped. Go, 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 go the plunket, mate. I'm in the plunk having a dunk. I liked it. Yeah, awesome. All right. Well, thanks, man. Thanks for listening to Not So Secret Dad's Business. If you have a topic you'd like covered or you just want to reach out to us, you can email us at notsosecretdadsbusiness at gmail.com. Or leave us a voice message at anchor.fm forward slash not so secret dad's business. If you want to follow us on social media, you can also follow us on Instagram at not so secret dad's business or on Facebook as well.